Yeah, yeah. Look, check it out. The desperate mothers, there is no other. A show like this, a no bother. Pull over the cover and see CJ's podcast. It's here to last because it gives off a blast. Shot to the past with a comedy group. Sketching out messages to give the scoop. Look at CJ perform a show. Using his puppets never seen before. Man, you already know. A bad rabbit never feeling higher. Until the day came when he turned into a vampire. I admire the dude. The show's cool. So why don't you all go and check it out soon? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was purchased on Fiverr. Okay, because honestly, the first bars before he started rapping, I thought poured his head. Okay. No, um, I'm gonna play that uh, music right before this podcast, mm-hmm. and then I've I spent a lot of money on it. It was like five hundred pennies. Wow. Wow. There are parts of the world where a penny is actually worth something. Yeah, well, considering it costs more to make a penny than the penny is worth. Well, it has sentimental value because it's yeah. got pictures of the president on it. See a penny, pick it up. But no, that 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 music was by J Moon on Fiverr. Um, it was like I will do a rap for you about anything you want. I'm like, cool. So is he a local guy or just No, no, it's just on Fiverr. Fiverr's like the latest craze and the work for hire, work for super cheap. Okay. You know, there's some parts of the world where five dollars will feed a village of so uh, thirty to, for seven years. So do you have to pay that's one of five dollars for each one or somebody or people you put up your say qual your whatever your description is of what you want and then people submit and do you, and then you just you pay can, for the one yeah. that you want you can totally post a gig for five bucks and see what takers you have and then there's artists out there and, and other skilled labor craftsmen tech oriented people who put out their jobs and sell them for five dollars where they really make the money is the add-ons yeah like this guy could have gone longer he would have put like uh done a music video uh done my script or whatever and each each extra item I want is $10, $15, whatever they want to set. And so. if you really, really like him, like say for your Bunny Rabbit tra- tragedies, have him do the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely okay. true. In fact, um, um, you know, the cool that, thing about it is that there are no um, intellectual property rights that he has to worry about. There's no copyright because he's paid for this. And that's an, that's an issue with some of them. They'll, they'll do an extra upsell to give you – to turn over all rights mm-hmm. to it, sure. So, you know, but on the top end, you're spending 150 bucks for a custom piece of music, an intro, or something that you own exclusive rights to. That's awesome. Yeah. That that's that's a, a way to purchase music or services or something that you know it was really hard to purchase before. Sort of the democratization of art, because yeah, prior to this, when you think about it, to purchase music or a piece of art or an illustration it was insanely expensive and it was mainly sort of a luxury you, you would of have the to rich have recruited but, talent in the local area because you would have had to yeah you know, recorded it and hired your own lawyer to get the paperwork done yeah it, w- it was amazingly difficult back in the day 
before five. We're wasting or... the gold. So yeah, Tal Orman, the guy that uh, wrote the intro to the Bunny Rabbit tragedies that I posted on Facebook, I uh, got him off Fiverr. So then I do have to kind of. My question comes then on Fiverr. Not I'm not familiar with it. So do artists sort of look? At sort of what's posted on Fiverr and and pick and like oh hey that sounds interesting I'm gonna try and do something for that or do you or do they post samples of their work and then you as well the for this gig so for, do you... for, for J Moon here yeah I definitely saw a few samples of her work and I thought oh that sounds kind of fun let's see what he can do okay and since it was five bucks I I gave him a few sentences like he asked for and and let him have free reign with it so I'm probably gonna start doing that if not every week. Once in a while, we'll run okay. it on the show. That'll be pretty fun. I'm going to have to definitely what check else into do. that then. Is it Fiverr, F-I-V? Fiverr with two R's. Like a five-er, like F-I-V-E. Yeah, yeah. How much does that cost? Oh, it's just a Fiverr, dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like a fin. Back in the film. Uh, like the newsies? The noir, yeah. film noir. Yeah. Uh, what was it? A Fiverr or a fin was a $5 mm-hmm. bill? Or was that some other denomination? I always Back when assume... a $5 was worth more than it cost to print? Well, yeah, when you could get you know $5 a hamburger bill. for 15 cents and a cup of coffee for a nickel. And a cup of joe for just a dime. Five bucks was... Ten cents, kids, just ten cents. Just... I'm trying to do my little newsy, squeaky teenage voice. <laughs> and... Yeah, boss, yeah, you tell him. I don't even think my nephew can do the squeaky voice anymore. All you gotta do is pinch the goods. You cry. I am if not you're crying a little bit, pinching my nephew's goods. I'm sorry. Mm, was not my suggestion. <laughs> as off as I am, I'm not even into that. Okay, so we were having this discussion before we started recording because I have all my notes here. Do we want to discuss old business first or new business first? Well, we can discuss the old business if the old business is worth discussing. Well, the old business is worth discussing because part of why you brought me on board was to help keep you on track. So the whole point of old business is to find out the progress. Yes, this is the part of the the show, ladies and gentlemen, where we shame TJ. (laughs) Where, yes, because you said you wanted to set goals and the only way to really measure goals was to have a weekly... We have, to have, we have to have some performance metrics here. Yes. No, no, I got that. I got that. Um, and Which, uh, as want... we move into, uh, what, the eight-minute mark, I just want to add that in case you didn't get it from J. Moon's rap, I'm C.J. Watson, and this is the Desperate Mothers Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Once again with me tonight, Jack Fisher. This should be C.J. and Jack's Desperate Mothers Podcast because he's the only one who's been with me each time so far. And it's only been four, so the attrition rate is high. And, and and that chick is Lisa. Or otherwise known as the Ice Twinkie. And don't go giving away your Xbox handle. <laughs> so again, it comes down to old business or new business. Because the whole point you wanted me on board was to give you some sort of accountability. Let the shaming begin. And because you mentioned metrics because... You know, don't make me bust out no, no, the Excel like spreadsheet. That. Don't make me bust out the Excel spreadsheet with That would be Jack. Jack would be mentioning <laughs> metrics and, and, and correct jargon. I just make shit up. Yeah, so right now the last thing I want to talk about is an Excel spreadsheet. I spend way too much time looking at those uh, nine hours they a day. They sound dirtier than they really are. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, then I'm going to make an executive decision real quick. Let's just bust through old business. Do it. Okay, so it's based that, on that was the part where what I we said, talked let about. The shaming begin. Yes, okay. Harold speak and the final construction of Harold. Yeah, still in the, the exact same state it was due to. I have reasons. Did, did you think about the beak? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I have worked on the plans for it. Um, and they're amazing. They just haven't happened yet. A lot of my stuff is amazing when it's in my head. So, Not so much. So is some of this construction slash sewing something that you can outsource? I.e. It's not something I will call, outsource. You're not it's, willing. It's not something I will okay. outsource. But it is so 90% complete. Okay. So we have a high degree of certainty that you're going to accomplish something in the near future? Yes. I have the exact same confidence that I will finish it this week as I had last week. I'm going to call you and bug you then and say, hey, Mr. Watson. Yes. So, so speaking of which, again, another thing we talked about was your French onion puppet. And you said it was a paper mache. Right, French I onion. I think uh, you it, just sort of said you weren't really willing to give up creative control. But, but I mean, if you would that be something that, say, myself or or somebody else who was very eager to help you with any of your projects could help? I do want to help paper with the mache. It's yeah, it's paper mache. Yes, you're right. It's, yeah, it's easy. Okay. Um, but it's still creative. It's creative. It takes time to dry. What I'm really looking forward to is showing people how to make you know make monster mud, make um, background paint, make textures. And stuff, and, and that's where we could really use help with when building flats. I can show people how to build flats, and then we can get help. Okay. You know, and flats we can stack up against the wall in the studio when we're not using them, and we can bring them out. Flats are great. So there was some progress that was made this week on some. the studio itself. Yeah, the studio is uh, it needs some cleaning, but uh, most importantly, in light of the heat wave we've been having, we have air conditioning now. Yeah, the studio has air conditioning Woo-hoo. and insulation. It had insulation last week, but it was just insulating hot. Yes, hotness. considering it was 111 degrees yesterday. It was a little hot. Yeah. Yeah, so the light kit has been moved into uh, the studio as well behind Jack on the floor. I say light kit. It's a kit of like eight lights and stands and backdrops. And those, those would be great for lighting this the the flats that we paint to put together and the other things there's other tricks that i'm going to show people how to do i'd be willing to learn that so what is a flat a flat is just a simple uh, like a eight by four piece of plywood or drywall that you make and use as backgrounds they're interchangeable they're freestanding Yeah, because from somebody from a retail background, when you mention flat, I think of something completely different, like a flat of books. You know, how many boxes are on a flat? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I spent too much time in retail myself. I try to um, forget all of it. Because retail is a soul-sucking business, but we won't go into that. So, again, another thing we talked about last week was goals for backwards chair you wanted to set some I did, I did. Achi- you wanted to set some achievable goals for backwards chair so where have we gotten on 
setting those achievable goals? Well, first we need to actually have people dedicated to Backwood Cherry that are going to work on a regular basis. Hopefully that includes at least yourself. Yeah, yeah, but it can't be just myself as I'm busting my butt to like get the studio together and work on the puppets and get backward chair together because the sketches are fine but we need people to actually be in them and so far all the people that want to help write the sketches don't want to be in them so you have talent for writing but you need somebody that's actually willing to appear as this on camera yeah well you know there's a fairly vibrant group of that is not how I would of, describe anything well, in this valley. Well, a fairly active group of people who are learning the craft of, like, acting. They're learning the craft of improv. I'm sure would probably relish. I mean, my nephew was taking some improv classes um, out of some studio off of the boulevard last year. Oh, I'm um, familiar with them. Yeah, um, so I'm remember their name. I'm not going to plug them anyway. Yeah, but uh. but you know what I'm talking about. But you know, and he's he was always saying you know because whenever um, there's a a theater company that comes through three or four times a year, it's mainly a children's theater company, but they always recruit local talent to do the plays because we because my nephew's been in a couple of them. Um, so there's 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 some local talent out there who's kind of really. So I, suppo I suppose the question is. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'll, I'll have to ask him what the name of it is. Do, um, do you have a casting it's not like call? Uncle out. Bob's basement or anything. No, because right? have, have you they, just been have you they, just been networking, or do you actually have a casting call out, or for uh, for chair. people that you need to appear in your your video? No, they. But this other company that yeah, I was Yeah, well, I've just about. been networking. I'm trying to meet people. And it's difficult when people say they want to do something and they're unreachable. Or when you say, like, this weekend we're going to get together and we're going to shoot a short video. Are you down? And they're like, uh, sorry, dude, didn't get your text or I was really busy. I think I've had the best luck with just plain old open casting. I mean, that's what I've contacted. Like, last year I contacted a few people through lisa and we did that and I actually still have your information because they're still interested and okay that's been yeah really cool. well, we did that and actually um, and, and there were actually a, a, even though it was it was put out for voice talent we actually got a couple people right who, and, who, and, who, and who, i really who, believe who that was a in, miscommunication between all of our parts because yep, but it was kind of interesting that you know because it was mainly sort of like sort of for voice talent that you were looking for no, but you, see, but that's the miscommunication quite, okay, part. Okay, but we got quite a few people who... I was looking for puppeteers who can do voices. Oh, okay, but puppeteers, we had... Fractured I, we did have one things. guy who wasn't really into puppeteering, but he was very much into the making puppets and wanted to send you, you know, pictures of the puppets that he can, had constructed. Right. So that could be, again, another... You know, you don't necessarily want to give creative control... But at some point, you are going to have to get right, yeah, this guy, people to help. A, because when you think about Jim Henson... I was not having none of that. Yeah, because when you think about Jim Henson, he did start out making Kermit the Frog. He made those I don't puppets. want to get anybody... I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. I am no Jim Henson. This is not... I'm not... Well, Jim I don't even Henson want my name really... and his name mentioned in the same hemisphere okay. at the same time. Okay. I just... I, I don't want to, to get that thing. I'm okay. not a puppet guy. 
I'm making puppets. I'm an art guy. I'm a writer. But Jim Henson wasn't necessarily a puppet guy when he started out. Because I remember the story where he, I mean, the original Kermit the Frog was made out of a, an old felt coat of his mother and some ping pong balls that he had sawed in half. It's true. It, I, I read uh, the early stories and throughout, about Jim and, and, Henson and, and, and yeah. his progression and his acceptance and adoption of, of puppetry as an art. And to where, you know, they have, what is it, the Jim Henson creature and I think studio, that's why London and was make these. I mean, in Jim Henson's London studio, London was so still. important to Jim Henson. I think because it wasn't until he went to Europe that he really saw that puppetry was an old and respected art form. Yeah, he didn't respect it when he was in school and, and do it. He just thought it was something fun and never wanted to be a puppeteer. Because yeah, because yeah, here in America, it's more sort of like a children's show kind of. It was it's like never lamb taken. Chop. It was never taken as a serious. Well, you had lamb, art form. Lamb chop. Lamb All chop. you have to say about that. Well, and I always think of, I'm sorry, Senior Winces. It's not even a puppet. <laughs> I know, but, you know. It's a size. sex toy. <laughs> Senior Winces. Sodite. Sodite. No, there's nothing good about that. He, I, I, I'm thinking of terrible things. But the man made a career That guy never took that. that mustache off and those eyes. He made a career. He, he made a relationship of that, I'm sure. He also made a living. He did. He made a phenomenal living. He was on the TV. Um, and the only other person I can really think of prior to like the advent of television and children's shows is Edward Bergen with the ventriloquist. Oh, God. Oh, what was the dummy's name? Yeah, yeah that was right. Edward Charlie. Bergen and, Char and Charlie's, yeah. That's yeah, the only other other the sort stuff of, like, of nightmares. Thank you very much. <laughs> Why are they nightmares? Uh, <laughs> well, how are they not? <laughs> now I'm not I'm not being smarmy or anything, but that crap is creepy as hell. I was I'm, never really creeped out by ventriloquist dummies until that movie came out in the '70s um, with Anthony Hopkins. Um, Animals. Magic. No, magic. Yes. Oh my God, that's what really sort of. Creeped me out. No, it was burning. Creeped me, me out. That was that was done. Yeah. Those ventriloquist dummies were creepy then. They're creepy now. I thought they were kind of. They almost make you not want to have sex with them. <laughs> I thought they were kind of funny and harmless, and then um, that movie came out, and I saw it when I was like in junior high, high school, and it just freaked no, me out. No, there was an episode of Twilight Zone with a ventriloquist dummy, and that ruined it for me. I don't even remember the name of that one. I don't remember that one. I remember it was um, another sort of Twilight Zone-based series that came out. Um, oh, maybe it was uh, My Name is Talking Tina, but it was a doll. No, that was my the name, doll that yeah, tripped the My Name is Talking Tina, because Telly Savalas. Yeah, you have I to be that. nice to me Tally, yeah. or I will and I hate you. eat your soul. Yes. Still creeps me out. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no. But seriously, the ventriloquist dummies always creeped me out and never liked them and i've never associated ventriloquism with puppetry i also don't associate marionettes with puppetry or what about do you remember back shadow in the puppets regardless of 70s the name. It, they were kind of a big hit in the 70s um a group called um mom and they did a lot of sort of black light with 
the neon painted and they would do the and so yeah sadly i remember that is that would you call that puppetry or is that more mime but Mm, i am not entirely sure i don't know it's just wrong it's dance i would call it dance okay but I remember I know, liking, I know but I remember you... loving them because I, I think I you know I would see them on TV and then one year well, once like... one summer they were at Magic Mountain yeah and, and they we did went a popcorn so, thing yeah, and then, yeah and, and, I saw and, and that we were probably there at the same time there's a there's a particular I, I little that. song that sticks in my mind that that dun 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 popcorn dun 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 we know dun, I'm saying the, the song's name is popcorn I don't know what the name it was but the name of the song is popcorn popcorn okay which makes me think of Monchance. Yeah, yeah, that was the only good thing. But I know the <laughs> definition of puppetry is when you manipulate something to, to. So you're thinking puppetry for you is not marionettes, but more like the Punch and Judy. No, oh, I hate. No? Hand, I hate hand puppets too. But your puppets are basically. No, they're arm and rod puppets. Uh... That is a Jim Henson thing. Okay. Um, Jim Henson popularized arm and rod puppets before you had the hand puppets was like uh their hands would just sort of flop around and like hit the head hit the head it was just like uh like what you would see in puppet shows that would tour around and entertain children in libraries forever you'd put a hand in a paper bag that looked like president obama and then he would shake a stick at isis and she'd say ha 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 and run away and chop off one of the little bags heads and we would do nothing not that i'm trying to get political okay <laughs> we'll move on because i'm my mind is going on a completely different tangent when you say isis at the moment but oh like the 70s show <gasps> oh mighty isis the, oh the, my the god old, uh... who had a thing for her or what well i think every young man did Oh my God, mm. Croft! It was the Croft Superstars era. Yes, because you know it was a Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Um, oh yeah, that was my really sister cool. loved Bigfoot and Wild Boy. I was always kind of um, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Because she, she, she liked the hair. Oh, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl <laughs> with, with Deidre Hall. Yes, Oof. who later became a big, huge soap star yes. in the eighties. But emphasis um, on the big, huge. But yeah, Sid and Marty Croft. I mean. They influenced me heavily, probably more so than I'd say Jim Henson. I know Jim Henson's so, the style Speaking of it, so would you call because they were sort of full size. They were like so mascots. So were they would you consider that puppetry? I know a lot like of people. Like HR puff and them stuff puppetry, and all that. Would that be puppetry or would I, that just I be... wouldn't. Those are those are monster costumes. Those monster are... costumes, okay. You know, HR Puff and stuff's one of my favorites. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters, one of my Lo- favorites. I love Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Isis, one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, if I could put an ISIS suit on and be ISIS, I would yeah. be a Which, happy guy. You know, I know we have the Cartoon Network and everything, but I, I, I honestly think kids today kind of miss out on because when we were growing up, we all looked forward to Saturday morning because that was really the only time we ever got to see cartoons. It wasn't like this every day, all day, 24-hour thing. It was like Saturday morning was dedicated to cartoons. Like and, 6 to 11. Yeah, and you would look forward to those cartoons. You get up early so you don't miss the bad ones. Yeah, and then here in California, on Sundays, um, on KTLA Channel 5, they would show Popeye cartoons on Sunday mornings, followed by usually some cheesy movie afterwards. But Tom Hatton, 
You would get Popeye for two hours and then you'd go into Jordan, the afternoon yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. Tom Hatton. But I think kids kind of miss that having something to look forward to. I mean, I think, it, and, 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 and I know my parents always kind of look forward because that was like they could sleep in. They would leave, you know, the cereal and the milk out on the counter so that we would get up in the mornings and make our, our and they could sleep in. They'd and the we milk would milk out on the counter overnight? Well, you know. What, what I mean, but they would leave, put the cereal boxes down where we could get them. Because so they were that we trying could... to kill you. But do you understand what I'm saying, though? That kids, they don't really have that sort of anticipation. Well, they have DVRs now. And... Yes, because, and that anticipation is just No gone. one has to wait for anything. Which I remember being a kid looking forward to every year when they would show like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It was like, it was like an event every year. The you Twilight know. Zone Marathon on Memorial yes. Day. No, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving. Hmm. It was. It's and they still do that on KTLA, or at least they used to a couple of years ago. But it's that anticipation. I don't think kids really have that sense of anticipation. Well, they can get whatever they want when they want it, as much as they can stand. Which I think that whole sense of entitlement to kids. Well, that's what makes. Uh, uh, a lot of the Netflix and the viewing on demand stuff so popular. Yeah. Is that you can binge consume. I mean. Which now being an adult, I understand because let's say Netflix and binging is a godsend, especially when you're hungover and don't really want to move from the couch on a Sunday morning. I remember. <laughs> I remember. And plus, binging is pretty powerful. Binging, the, the ability to consume a lot of things can really win you over. I remember, and I think I was in my early 20s or whatever, I was home at the time, and TBS had a Captain Planet marathon. Now, I'd seen Captain Planet in passing for a couple seasons, and I really did not think much of Captain Planet. Captain Planet, I think it had like Rob Lowe or that other guy that looks like Rob Lowe as the voice. Pretty sure it was Rob Lowe. I didn't Just ever really. I, I'm aware of the of the cartoon, but I never. And really I never really it. liked Captain Planet, but then TBS ran like this weekend marathon where they showed every Captain Planet episode back to back, and I turned it on and I watched it, and I swear, by Sunday afternoon, I was a diehard Planeteer. I consumed. I drank that Captain Planet Kool Aid, and I love that show now. I cannot wait for them to make the live action movie. I'm going to see Captain Planet. I'm going to be playing. They're making a late live action no, movie. No, they, there were some rumors and oh, stuff, okay. but I don't think anything went came of it. But you were talking about binging, and I can can, can kind of relate because it kind of feeds into one of the other things we wanted to talk about, which is um obsessions, and how, why, and what you get into your particular obsessions. I remember when when Jack and I first started dating. Um, That's a different the, kind the, of obsession. The, 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 no, the Doctor Who had just been rebooted. I think they were just starting their second season. I think it was in 2007. Like Dr. Phil? When they no, rebooted him and they became Dr. Oz? And, he, and I had absolutely he no was like interest whatsoever. younger and slimmer and cooler? But it wasn't until a little over a year ago when Netflix got all the seasons. And Jack was sort of watching him and I was kind of half watching, half paying attention. And then I got interested in a couple of episodes and then I just decided to binge watch like the first four seasons and well her gateway episode was blink yeah which is a good which is gateway episode but 
probably the biggest gateway episode to Doctor Who fandom uh, in the new series. But the funny thing was, because Jack had been kind of watching them in progress, so he had no problem with me going back from the beginning, because I think by that time we were in the third, he was in the third season. Because I wasn't working, I just started binge watching. So I got to the point where I was catching up to where Jack was, and he basically doc blocked me. I wasn't allowed, once I caught up to where he was, I wasn't allowed to watch any more episodes without him because he didn't want me getting ahead of him on the Doctor Who. And it was a pain in the butt because, you know, I was going to grad school and not really working and sitting at home. And it's just like, okay, I have some free time. I want to watch Doctor Who, looking at my watch. When is Jack going to get home? And Ironic considering Doctor Who. Time Lord and all that. Which, of course, then Kim told me, just watch them and don't tell him you watch them. It's like he would know. Yeah, because then you'd be faking it. And we always know when women are faking it. No, you do not. <laughs> if we can't tell when you're faking it with sex, we probably can't tell when you're faking it with Doctor Who watching. No, it just a, a lot of it just comes down to is I'm a really bad liar. So at a certain point... Okay. I'm showing that to you for your approval. You had talked about your videos of serving size videos. Having Pretty sure I did not. Last week. We're still on old business. Okay. Your mm. serving size videos of having people eat a serving, yeah. filming people eating a serving. Oh, eat this. Yes, eat this. Eat this. I'm sorry, eat this. Oh, my God. I'm like, what does that mean? What voodoo magic is she writing about there? Because I make my own notes as we're talking, and I kind of write down what I know I'm going to remember. Apparently not the title of the series. I just remember it was like a serving size thing. So, But anyway, so... The title would have been easier. My remember. question is, so who do we get to eat slash let us film them? Well, that goes back to we need screen talent. Yeah, we need people that aren't going to back out to the last minute. I mean, Adam has backed out the last minute. Uh, um, yeah, and our, our friend from Wine Club has backed out the last minute. Once it became uh, clear that we're going to shoot something, you're going to be on the YouTube. And you have to say it with the in front of it, like uh, old people say in front of everything. Going to the Kmart, I'm going to watch something on the YouTube. Or as we in here in California like to say, the 405. The 605. The 10. In reference to freeways and highways. Oh, is that what that was in yeah. reference to? I did not know. I, I think it's more like the vagina. The vagina. Uh-huh. Okay, moving on. I try to travel through the vagina as often as possible. Not to get anywhere. It's just more a sightseeing thing. Okay. Well, and, you know, when there is a traffic jam, you... Just kind of have to sit there for a while and enjoy the show. Sometimes you have to, you know, pull over to the side. And... I don't know where you're going with that one, but I'm sure it was yeah, pretty I'm funny. Yeah, like, where are that. you going with that one? Pull over to the side. What's on the side of the vagina? <laughs> the thigh? Is it a Dr. Ruth show? I like to pull off to the side of the vagina and do my business. <laughs> 
how red he's turning. Okay, real quick. The Bunny Rabbit Tragedies and the first episode finished by Kamikaze. Where are we on that goal? Have we made any progress since last week? No. Because okay. Harold is integral to the first episode of the Bunny Rabbit Tragedies. Again, so then I have to ask, is there anything that somebody else can help you with when completing Harold? Or is it something that you need to Well, they need, need to, to put do? on a CJ mask and go to work for me. Because <laughs> i got to get some time. Well, you and I are both pale-ass redheads, but I don't know if I could pass for you. You'd need the goatee. Yeah. The fat suit. I'd have to... Okay, I'm not going to go there. And you'd have to be annoying all the time. And I tend to be on the quiet side, so I don't have to do that. Are you saying I'm annoying when I get drunk? You're less quiet when you get drunk. I'm less <laughs> quiet when I get drunk. So what does that final card say of old news? Pictures on blog, which is something that I had brought up to kind of generate interest, is so I want to ask you, could I come by some time and blog? snap pictures to post Feel on the free, blog? Yes. Okay, so I will. It probably would have been interesting to have pictures on the progress of the studio. I can do that too. But do you want that to go on the Bunny Rabbit, Bunny Rabbit Tragedies blog? Or... Yeah, the blog is fine. The blog's behind okay. the scenes. The blog is not its not slick by any means of the imagination. I don't think any of us have touched it in over a year, but if we could start getting... No, I've played around with it a little bit. You have? Okay. Which I think you may have to reauthorize me because I don't remember my passwords to get onto it. Too. Jeez. Okay. I can do that. Okay. So, do we go into new business? Unless you have something super interesting to say. I don't generally have anything super interesting to say. Most of my conversations are internal in my head, so. Makes for a very dull podcast. Mm -hmm. Especially if you just laugh once or twice every 33 minutes. So we are eight days away from Long Beach Comic Con. Can you believe that? That's hard to believe. So many things are uh, arriving Rather quick, Comic Con, uh, Long Beach Comic Con, um, Stanley's Kamikaze. It's uh, rapidly approaching. Deadlines for production of first episode rapidly approaching. Yeah, September October they're going to be busy months, especially with the the rapidly approaching completion of the studio here and. The Bunny Rabbit Tragedy Studio, for lack of a better name. Fur Moon. Fur Moon Studio. Do you, do you have any goals specifically attached to Long Beach Comic Con? I don't. I don't. Long Beach was a surprise for me. I know I should have seen it earlier on. Um, but in my head, I mean, because Long Beach has so recently been Long Beach Comic and Horror Convention... But I just kind of filed it away and assumed it was going to be at the end of October, like always. Kamikaze is going to be sandwiched in here earlier somewhere, and, and they just like they flipped it. They're, they they like went the other way this year. In Long Beach uh, Comic Con, dropped the horror part, and they're going back to their roots. Which, you know, the Long Beach Comic Long Beach Comic Convention. Kamikaze is going to be 
October 31st, November 1st. So Halloween, we're going to be there. So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, we're talking month and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up pretty quick. It's uh, Long Beach that was the the real surpriser, you know, the real the one that sneak up on us. Well, that's less than two weeks. Yeah, yeah, a week from tomorrow. That's definitely uh, startling. Yeah, I really don't think we're gonna have anything ready for the show. So just may end up going to see what's up um, for a Saturday at least. Nothing else? A scouting mission for uh, possible next year? Maybe, but like I said, um, this year is not like last year. Last year the horror convention slapped on it. So it would be – I'm actually very excited – that Long Beach takes the traditional Comic-Con route again and not necessarily. It's uh, not that there's anything wrong with the horror conventions. It's just uh, I always felt they were uh, quite a different animal. So do you plan – so your plans for the Kamikaze in October – are you just kind of going to scout things out or do you actually want to have something to sort of show or hand out cards to say, hey, go to this website and look at our videos? Well, that is the plan for uh, Kamikaze. Uh, I'm going to be going to Kamikaze and uh, little Klaus and I will be going to Kamikaze just as a kind of like meet and greet, walk around, say hi. So, okay, so I will, I will make an effort. I will come over in the next couple of weeks, take pictures. So if nothing else, get some pictures onto the blog so that you can maybe hand out cards. Go to oh, no, there, blog. there will be an episode in the can. Okay, and Jack the very is, worst case scenario is going to be a complete test episode. It might be a teaser. It might yeah. be a beta episode. It's not that there's not written material. It's just there's not finished puppets. There's partially finished puppets. Worst, worst case scenario, we're going to have a so Bunny Rabbit Tragedies episode one. Nobody has any eyes. Down to is CJ doesn't want to relinquish control, and he has issues with delegation. You are not good at delegating. Correct. Which is... From a managerial point of view, a fatal flaw. Well, I'm not good at delegating when money's not on the line. Okay. When 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 my delegates have no impetus to actually complete a job, I have no trust that they will do so. So that's why I have been frantically trying to complete all 34 puppets, you see. Well, again, like I said, I have sewing skills. I know a couple of other people who have some sewing skills. So basically it comes down to you have a pattern. Give us the pattern and the pieces, and we can stitch them up and help you. Because some of us do have a vested interest in you completing this project and making Getting it successful. Getting the show done, yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, my <laughs> my patterns. If you've sewn anything before, maybe you'll maybe you'll be okay with the pattern. But it <laughs> there's just hand drawn on scraps and readjusted. I I've done that. I mean, when I was in the SCA, I have sewn entire outfits out of vague patterns and drawings. But no, the bulk of the the pattern, the bulk of the sewing has been done. Actually, I dare say. All of the patterning is finished. Okay. I would be surprised if there were any left. So basically what I'm saying is you, you need to let me know what it is you need to get done for the first episode, whether it's painting a background or helping make the set or gluing some eyes on a puppet. Well, yeah, Klaus is going to need eyes if he's going to see when I take him to Kamikaze. <laughs> We have Kamikaze coming up in a month and a half. Long Beach Comic Con, a week from Friday. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast in 2015, disregard that because it's already passed. And also, if you're listening to this podcast in 2015, why? I'm sure we're much better now. Don't listen to this <laughs> old stuff. Don't. Don't. In fact, just, just turn this off and, and try to forget you heard any of this. And then next week, uh, we'll also have some new intro music and hopefully some outro music. Woohoo. Yeah, thanks to Fiverr.com. No endorsement uh, made, I guess. I'm not sure I'm endorsing Fiverr. I guess I kind of am endorsing Fiverr. Yeah, you so, are. So free commercial for Fiverr. So both of you, if you need something, go to Fiverr. And until uh, next week, this has been CJ Watson. And. Jack Fisher and Lisa for the Desk Mothers podcast. Uh, have a good week. <laughs> <laughs>